I'm not going to negotiate my values anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a hard worker. I don't need to prove that. But I'm not going to, you know, not do things that actually bring me joy and purpose, you know? And yeah. um, elevating other women is is a passion of mine. It just, it just is. No, I think you nailed it with the honesty. I think that opens up a whole world, you know, where if you're yeah. being honest, you're not going to be doing something you don't enjoy because you're being yeah. honest with yourself. Like, that doesn't fulfill me. I'm not going to be doing the best job if it's not something that I'm enjoying doing. Welcome to Unscripted Pivots. I am your host, Danielle Sproles, and I am very excited about our guest today. Welcome, Alexandra Robinson. Hello, Danielle. I'm super happy to be here. Okay, let's cut to it right now. I'm not going to call you Alexandra Robinson for That's everybody not that my knows name to you. Out there, I call her, <laughs> and I call Alex, Alex R. Okay, she's a good friend. And when I came to California in 2017, I met her and her bestie at the time. I mean, literally, when I say bestie, they were signed. Siamese twins, and they were mm-hmm. both named Alex. So I had to give one of them a last initial, and it stuck. And, uh, you know, you're a good friend who I also, you know, I love dearly. I mean, she has since moved out of state, but but that R has to stay. It's like your Alex nickname. Alex R stuck. I, I just <laughs> did, and I just love it. And John refuses to change it either. So um, just, just, you know what? I love it. I am just coming off of a four-part series where I was talking about confidence. I was talking mm-hmm. about curiosity. I was talking about connection. And I was talking about courage. And those four C words are really what are so necessary to have a successful pivot in a woman's Mm -hmm. life, in anybody's life, really. And when I think of those four C's, I think of you. I just Mm -hmm. think of you. Well, that's a huge compliment. (laughs) It's absolutely a compliment. And I don't give them out easily. I give them out sincerely. I want to talk about connection. So you are really in Orange County, probably all of California. You're a native. You are like the ultimate connector. Everybody knows you as, you know, no, I don't want to even just diminish it by saying you're a social butterfly. You're truly a connector of people in the personal and professional space. And when I came to the state, you were that for me. And so I am eternally grateful for you, you know, welcoming me into a community that has become very meaningful to us and is now essentially home, right? Definitely. Yeah. Just for the guests to know, uh, Alex, right now, Alex R., she <laughs> is a, uh, she works at an, a private investment uh, and management, wealth management firm, and she works in client advisory services. She just recently got her master's. I mean, really, I, I can't believe just, this is why you're on the show, because I can't believe all the education that you have recently accomplished. You have, I want you to tell us a little bit about this, what you just did and where you are right now. Well, I love the four C's. It's funny. I'm I'm thinking so seriously about each of them. And curiosity maybe isn't something that comes to mind, but connection, confidence, and I was thinking community. But what was the other that you said? Courage. Oh, sister, you have have buckets of courage. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying it's always there, but it always comes back. Well, I definitely didn't didn't grow up having self-confidence. I didn't, I don't even think of myself as having self-confidence right now, but I look at what I've done recently and that is because of the community around me and you guys build me up. And you know, when I don't feel good in myself, I look to you and you remind me of, of what I've done and Hey, you can do this and you give me the courage, you know? And with that, I can look in the mirror today and I can, I can see that I, I should be a confident person, you know, and it's like, you just fake it till you make it. And I am getting more confident every day. It's, 
it's funny, I went through that master's program that you talked about. I recently, in COVID, I started going to Purdue online and I got my organizational uh, master's in psychology and I didn't think much of it, you know, like I had a little dinner, which you came to to celebrate. Mm -hmm, I did. Great, cool. And I actually got to walk in a ceremony about three months ago and that was six months after I had finished. But when I went and I walked at that ceremony, it became real and it was like, I think that was, talk about a pivotal moment. I don't know what it was, but everything has changed for me in the last few months. I just feel like, you know what? You can do anything. You just take it off in small bites. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm definitely starting to have that confidence that you all think I should have. And it's it's becoming more and more real. Like I'm not faking it as much. So well, let's let me let's be honest, right? Confidence can be a fleeting thing. We don't oh, wake yeah. up every day going, Oh yeah, we're gonna take on the world. I mean, yeah. you know, occasionally we lose it and we start to question ourselves. And this is when I say let's lean in and borrow some from our sisters, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, totally. you know, in any given day, pick up that phone or you know, go out yeah. to lunch, do something and talk about it and you know, you can revisit it. But you are essentially a confident person. You have accomplished so much. And when you say you didn't think much of it, I mean, really, you you went into higher education. And, and I know, and, and I'm like you, Alex R. I wasn't like, you know, the the fabulous student in high school yeah, doing no, that. No, no. You know, I was a social, <laughs> let's let's go have fun, right? I had to go it's, through interviews to get them to waive the GPA because I had a <laughs> 2.4. I didn't even know that, but I had a 2.4 out of college. Like, well, at least I graduated. So that's good from undergrad, yeah. you know, and I just got a 3.8 out of my master's program. And it's like, but I think what it just hit me is it's not that I can feel the confidence so much, but I have self-esteem today. And that Mm. is because, you know, I've learned you do esteemable acts and that's something you build. And with that, I mean, confidence is, you know, a parallel to it. So I definitely have a self-esteem because I can look in factual information like, dude, I got my degree. It's on my wall. That's not something I just went and bought off of Amazon. And I think that's given me a lot of courage to take some more leaps and kind of see where I can go with it. It's opened up some paths that are really exciting and now it's like, oh, I like learning. You know, I didn't, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago when I was in college. Let's, no, let's be real. No, you are, you are woke. <laughs> you are woke. You and I, we, we uh, ran into each other just a couple of days ago and you were asking me about mm-hmm. being certified in, you know, executive coaching. executive coaching. And the next thing out of your mouth is like, you know, I'm looking into that too. It's like we get on fire, we tap into something mm-hmm. and we just have this like insatiable appetite to do yeah. more, to learn more and to expand and to grow. Mm-hmm. I want to bring you back a little bit. So like the high school, maybe you weren't really focusing I wasn't focusing either. Were you at that time thinking, was your family business? Because you come, you're a single, you're a single child, right? You're an only mm-hmm. child and you were raised in a family business. Let's touch on that for a moment. And when did you think you were not going to do that? And like, let's chat about that because it's really Gosh, interesting. I love my history. It's very colorful. And um, <laughs> I wouldn't even say that I'm a social butterfly for Orange County, um, but I have the Newport Beach bubble. I, you know, yeah. I went to Chapman University, which is an orange. So that's like an extension of Newport. It's seven miles out. I've literally lived in the same place my entire life. So it would not be okay if I didn't know a lot of people. (laughs) You know, everything has been in Newport. And so to begin with, yeah, not only the only child, I'm the only grandchild. So that being said, my grandmother's Italian, moved here and opened a restaurant on Babel Island in 1961. And My mom was waitressing. And in the late 60s, my dad was a customer visiting from England. 
my mom and dad then get married. (laughs) And basically, I'm just giving you like, that is my family history. It's, It's the restaurant business. And so for 40 years, my mom and dad ran that restaurant. And I always thought I was going to take it over. I did end up opening my own catering business and I'd use their kitchen when they weren't open because they were only an evening business. Well, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, let, let's not blow through that, okay? You opened up I mean, your own catering you business. No, no. I mean, that's a big deal. So you were really, I mean, at that point, really even demonstrating some confidence, lots of it, and, you know, entrepreneurial spirit because you were going to go. Entrepreneurial that, That's spirit. called posh, right? Posh events. What was that called? Yeah, posh events. Okay. Posh events. I had that for 13 years. How old were you when you did that? I started it at 21. So I was 21 and it was because I was working in a real estate firm doing commercial real estate. And one of the guys on my team was in remission from leukemia and Mm. I wanted to raise money for him. I also wanted to have a Christmas party, but had no money to plan a Christmas party. So I feel like I invented the idea of a fundraiser, like a gala. (laughs) Clearly I didn't invent that. But in my head, it was how I could have a party and not pay for it and have a good cause. This is so you, Alex R. This is so you. You're actually putting something together, but you're doing it with with a charitable philanthropic, like, you know, point of view. You you wanted to help somebody else. You oh, you are there's another C. There's a C that didn't make the first (laughs) podcast. Okay. Compassion. Yeah, you're all that. You really, really are. So you, you you threw this thing on. So 13 years. Give us a little synopsis of what that journey was like and why it even ended. Well, so I did my first fundraiser at the Balboa Bay Club. And I think mm-hmm. it was 60 people. And we raised Love like $5,000 or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be hosting another event there later this year. You're still involved in all this. <laughs> I'm kind of dabbling back into it because it's a passion. That's just, yeah. I love doing charitable work. Does it pay the bills? It probably could, but... Okay, so my story. I'll backtrack to what you had asked. Um, Yes. I started doing Leukemia and Lymphoma Society stuff. I did three different events, raising money each year. I was still doing real estate, and then it kind of took a life of its own, and I started Posh Events, and then I started doing golf tournaments uh, for the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. I did those at Pelican Hill, and that was awesome, and I got to tap into the people that I'd met doing real estate, you know, and so... I'd get people to sponsor a hole or whatever. And oh, it's just, what a great intersection of it was interest. Perfect. Yes. And that's where I think like the connection part is so huge to me because I truly, truly believe, I mean, you, you have to use your network, but you have to use it respectfully. And I never even think of it as using it because I just love connecting people because mm-hmm. who knows how you may be able to help this person. And I, karma, I think it'll all come back, you know, and that. First golf tournament was so much fun. Were you were you golfing yet? I mean, because I, I was golfing. I was golfing. <laughs> Wait, is this is where is this the this is the story where you got the personalized clubs or that bag uh-huh. that I see you with? Oh, this is yeah. great. Tell us about that. Well, you know, there was a handsome sponsor, and so I kind of cozied <laughs> up to him and happened to get a set of you know custom graphite clubs with a, a carrying Hugo Boss case. I'm not complaining. You know, I got no, some perks for sure. Yes, that's uh, <laughs> no. and well deserved. Yeah. No, thank you. But that was um, one of our one of our uh, sponsors who was doing a really cool, um, like a, I can't, it was a simulator that they set up. And I just went out there and did it. And they're like, oh, you can actually golf. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, a little bit. I, sure. Okay. And so. Well, I, I've seen you hit the club. I mean, you have a long drive for sure. You know, you're, you're really, you're very, very good at it. So you're doing a lot of charitable events and a lot of, and then, you know, you're still doing that today. I mean, we, we can't have a birthday party in Orange County without, you know, in your friendship <laughs> circle going, hey, could you help me put on something? You know what I mean? You, you're very gratuitous in that way. And you're really, really good at what you do. But so what, why, why did it come to an end? Like what was going on? You know, just loosely, like when did it lose its like, you know, energy or interest? I would say, gosh, so I'm 41 now and probably around the time I was 32, 33, I'd gotten pretty big. I was doing a lot of corporate events for big name companies and I would do their client retention programs. I was doing some uh, those high rise apartments, you know, I was mm-hmm. doing their resident appreciation events, stuff like that. And um, again, doing well and then making a little bit of money with it. I was probably partying a little bit too hard, probably, you know, not not saving the profits that I should have been. But I realized that I was getting big enough. I needed to have like a, a kitchen of my own. I wanted to start my own restaurant. I wanted to really take it to the next level. You you had to scale it, you know, if you were going to continue. I had to scale it. Yeah. yeah. And my parents still owned the restaurant at that time. And I didn't see retirement for them coming up anytime soon. And I also thought that I just took for granted I was going to get the restaurant. I mean, talk about entitled. Oh my gosh. It was never a conversation had. I just thought I would get it. Well, as an only child and growing up in that space, I mean, yeah. you pretty much, you told me you used to be carried around like a purse, right? When you oh, were yeah. like, they were always oh, yeah. working because the restaurant business is extremely demanding. People know that. I mean, that really takes over your life. I started seating tables at five years old. I took my first, <laughs> I remember, Cute and I, a skip, button, I'm sure. I skipped back from the table and my parents were like, okay, Alex, you can't skip, you know. But um, what happened was I, I think with the, the whole partying thing and where I go with that, that kind of was the demise of it. But I wasn't very business savvy. I was just really go by the flight of my pants type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I purchased a business. Uh, I bought something on Bawa Island. It was once a sushi place. It's now a hot dog place. But okay. it was a little eight person restaurant that had a huge kitchen in the back. So it was something that I was going to be able to work on my own, have the front, if I wanted to keep the restaurant open, what I was going to do is kind of like a, the best of, of Newport. I was going to have baguettes from Stacey Bone, tuna from, you know, Bear Flag Fish Company. That sounds like a great niche. I could see yeah. why that would be a vision. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to work with the ferry right there and have the junior lifeguards order on the other side and pick it up on the way off the island. It was a great idea. And again, the kitchen was big enough that I would run all my catering out of it. And then I could just hire someone minimum wage to run the front. Well, I didn't want to pay the full price. I was, you know, a negotiator. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, let us let me just buy this out of escrow. Um, okay, I'm going to buy this out of escrow. I'm going to spend $30,000 on your business. They wanted seventy. dollars They were desperate, though. So I said, I'll give you thirty. Like, I'll give you twenty-five cash, and we'll put 5000 on escrow just for your purposes of selling the business. Well, great. Did that. My $25,000 gone. Escrow's taking a while. So I'm not really understanding what's going on, but I am buying the, the minivan, the Ford Transit for my catering business. You're moving I, forward systematically. I'm moving forward. I'm, yeah. I completely redid the interior. I updated some of the commercial equipment. I did the vents, had the design, had the business name, had everything. And finally, two months after this, you know, so I'd done some work. It was right after Halloween. It was the beginning of November in 2015. I get a call from the landlord and he wants me to sign my lease because it's ready to go. And the lease was not what the past owner had told me that it was going to be. It was, 
you know, about 10% higher, 15% higher, and it was adjustable. So that was going to be floating all over the place. You thought this is not going to work. And it scared me. And the one investor that I had that was kind of helping with any last minute expenses that came up with like the the inventory to bring on that first chunk of food to serve. Sure. She's like, if this is going to throw you off, then you are way too close to being in the negative from Mm -hmm. the get go. Like, I don't feel good. I can't give you any more. And so I lost that twenty five thousand plus wow. all that I had plus all that I had put into the business, which was probably another twenty or thirty. And then I had this Ford Transit. So now I'm driving a Ford Transit. I have no restaurant. I've got all this equipment. And then my parents sell the restaurant. Okay. So wait. Let's let's let's. Not, okay. So yeah. Here here's a lot of pivots, Alex. Okay. There's a lot of pivots uh-huh. going on. Oh and, yeah. And um, a lot of a lot of challenges that'll just like could easily take you down. I have a mm-hmm. question. Why were you not working, like actively participating in the day-to-day with your parents' restaurant? Especially with thinking maybe, you know, I might inherit this. I should be close to it. It's it's a family brand, right? And then, you know, bring your kind of persona into it. I think I tried. I worked with my dad quite a bit with city council. I was on their restaurant association. I was on the board of directors for that. And mm-hmm. um I definitely did as much as I could with the restaurant and I served as a waitress and I helped when they were out of town and I would do whatever they needed. They needed to see that I could cover all aspects of the business. So I kind of had to prove myself because I couldn't actually step in and run the restaurant. I mean, my dad was doing that full time and my mom did a lot of the recipes and stuff on on that side of it. So I had to show that I could do it. I could make my own recipes. I could do my own restaurant. I could have my own business. And you know, I showed them that I could, even though that didn't work out, something really cool came of that because I wasn't just going to give up because I figured, well, I bought the equipment that was in this little restaurant I built. I took it all out, put it in storage, and I sent a message to everyone that I knew. And I just said, I've got a bunch of equipment. I want to open a restaurant. Come and get me if you want to use me or just come buy my equipment, please. And there was somebody then that was a new owner to what used to be the Gosh, what was it? Well, it's now the Park Avenue Cafe. No, mm-hmm. it was the Park Avenue Cafe down by the ferry, and now it's 501. And so I went in, and they took me, and I was the sweat equity, and he was all the money. And we redesigned that place, which the kitchen, I, I can't go in there. It's funny. I can go into my parents' old restaurant, and I, it's wonderful. Like, it's it's so far from anything that it was when they owned it that it's not sentimental. But and it's a cool restaurant, so it's it's neat to see what they've done with it. I can't go into this other place that I helped design because, like, that was my baby. You imprinted and it, right? I it imprinted was a whole it. Lot it different. was my vision. Yeah. Mm. It was my future. And then at the last minute, I kind of pulled something else that wasn't that smart. I freaked out on my partner because he wanted to change the name. And I liked the name that we had planned, and he wanted to name it, like, his first name. Okay. Well, and that I sounds proprietary. I don't know that I would like that <laughs> if I was going to be a partner. I, like, I mean, wait, you know. I'm the one running it. You don't even yeah. know anyone on Balboa Island. Wait, what you was know, the like, name? What was the name before he wanted to change it? So it was the Park Avenue Cafe. So it was called the Park Avenue Cafe, and he wanted to and turn it into that. his own name. And then let's just say Joe's. You know, just a guy's name. And it was kind of like, well, if you're going to name it anything, it should be my name. But I don't even think it should be a name. I think we should leave it, or we yeah. should call it something. Well, was it know. an established brand? Was it something It was that, an established brand. So why mess with that, right? I mean. Yeah, so. So we got this through is it. where the pivot happened or? The pivot happened. <laughs> the pivot happened when he said, you know what? 
I don't think this is going to work anymore. I brought in another partner. Your share is now down to 33%. And the two of us vote you out. So it's like I got kicked off the island. No pun intended, but I was also living on the island. So I had to, I left the Mm. island, got a new start. And I just, I was, I went to a pretty dark place and I was really just getting angry at that industry. And my parents then were selling their restaurant and they did not want me in that industry. They never did. They never told me so much. They hoped I'd figure it out on my own, which I was kind of on the verge of figuring that out. But they also, it was their retirement plan. They owned that property free and clear. And then they had built a beautiful little business. And so I'm I'm looking back now, I can see it. And thank God that it worked out the way it did. Yeah, they were probably trying to save you from yourself though too, yeah. right? Because a restaurant business is, and you know, as a, as a married couple, they both were yeah. devoted and equally gone from home, right? But mm-hmm. if you were to do that as a young single woman, you know, it, that would be really hard to reconcile, you know, being married or being aligned with somebody who yeah. wasn't part of the process because right. they'd essentially be like, you know, you'd be an absentee partner. Right. right. So they, they, you know, but you went out and you were doing that and you're still, there's, so, that's still very much in your blood. There's no doubt yeah. about it. No. It so, really I is. mean, that kind of, I kind of just, I hit pause for like six months. I, I just, I had some health issues. Um, I had to go get a couple of surgeries that put me like a bedridden for a few months and literally kind of came back to like mid 2017 and was like, what am I going to do? I don't mm. want to do that. I need a fresh start. I need to just, change. I also want to clean up my act. Let's just, you know, start yeah, just, over. Just get healthy and just kind yeah. of like get clear headed, right? And just say, okay, what did I learn from that process? But I see even in like the, as, as hectic as a pace and as young as you were going through all that, you really were learning and you were pivoting with the information you were getting all along the way. You really were, you know, it might've might seemed like a lot of madness, but you, you did some strategic stuff. Yeah. I think immediately after that first restaurant that I tried purchasing didn't work out, I learned so much about the importance of actually having legal documentation, about actually oh, yeah. having a real business plan, having discussions with your business partners on, hey, if this happens, then what? You know, and I think that kind of helped me with like the business savvy, but also just knowing you're going to have to have those hard conversations. Cause I was always too scared to like ruffle any feathers and upset anybody. Mm-hmm. So I just, Okay, yeah, sure, I trust you. That sounds good. Okay. And then I would just jump in and I I was all about having fun and I have no regrets. I had so much fun. I did a lot of cool things. But I think the best thing was kind of how it circles back now is I loved making people happy at these parties that I'd plan or creating some little dish that was so pretty cuz to me food is art, you know. It's it you see it first before you taste it. Of course it has to yeah, taste absolutely. good. Well, you're you're all about the aesthetics too. So even the mm-hmm. parties you put on, you you not only organize the food, you're all about the decoration oh, and creating an experience. It's all about the party favors, the experience. You create experiences. That's what you truly do. Right? Yeah, so it's so funny and then I you know I know you more on a social basis and so I see how you do that for, and you even threw me a party one time, you know, because you were mm-hmm. making a fuss so people would get to know me here better. Yeah. And that was so terrific. But, you know, so great. with the job you're in today, because I know you're so happy and you continue to pursue education around that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how, how does this work out? Like, do you feel like you're missing something? Do you feel like, you know, so, because you were lighting up, no. you were talking about um, some of the things you were doing at work and you, it puts you in connection with families and helping families. And you were just like so bright when you were I talking about it. it. I know. It's so cool. Just talking about it, like it makes my heart flutter. Like it's, and I don't know why. I mean, let's be real. I'm going to a desk job every day. 
but I adore it. Like, I love it. It's an incredible atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I love what we do. I love the people that I work with. The culture of the company that I ended up at is truly like, I couldn't imagine a place that would be better. You know, they take such good care of us that they make work a a place I want to go to. And then on top of that, the work that we do, you know, I get to do a lot of work for family office, Mm -hmm. um, admin, you know, helping people pay their bills or like this year I've helped I think three different families purchase cars. It could be anything like that. Or sometimes it's just, you know, I'm having a hard time talking to my son. He's going through the money too fast because in wealth management, we're dealing with some high net worth, you know, individuals, families. And I realized that the degree that I got in organizational psychology, it's actually very highly received when you're dealing with that side of the wealth management industry. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm at a, I'm, I don't say at a loss, but I came into this kind of at a later age and I don't know about trust and estate planning. I don't have a banking background. So the company has been investing in me and, you know, I'm, I'm slowly chipping away at it. And, um, I, I know the first year and a half I was at the company, it was something I had to do to keep my job. And I really just was dragging my feet and I was trying to memorize the questions to pass these tests. <laughs> but again, a lot. <laughs> And it was a lot, but like, you know, I had to do it. And then, like I said, after I had that graduation ceremony and it just, I felt like accomplished. I felt a sense of like, wow, you can do hard things, you know? You, well, you, you can, and you do, and you've been through a lot. And I, and I want to touch briefly on that too. I don't want to throw you a curveball, but we're, we're, we're both of the, uh, you know, women who have been married, divorce club. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm part of that club. You're part of that club. And there oh, yeah. are a lot. Yeah. And that happened last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I want to, I want to like, I want to touch on it because anybody that's listening to this um, that doesn't know you can probably relate, you know, what is it like when you're, you know, going through higher education the same time you're, you know, in the career, you know, full time, which is not even 40 hours. I'm sure it's more than that. And, you know, what's going on at home, you know, mm-hmm. Rarely do our careers operate in a vacuum. We have personal lives and those personal lives can be going through some really challenging things, you know, whether it's health related, divorce related, kid related. I mean, there's all sorts of things that create pivots for us women that, Mm -hmm. you know, we go, wow, how are we going to get through this? You know, what are we going to do? And you're a resilient person. You've Mm -hmm. just demonstrated that by sharing some of your life history. And, um, you know, of course, I know you through that process because it was as recent. So share with that a little bit, like what you learned and whatnot. And we don't need gory details, but you're not the only person, you're not the only woman who has had to um, undergo that process and what it looks like when you're you're making a, a pivot in your life as personal as that and how we have to, you know get through it. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I am. Yeah. So it's funny. I've never realized this before, but actually I went through my, my master's program in a year and a half. And between the time that I started and I finished, I got engaged, married, and divorced. <laughs> so, <laughs> are we going to blame know, it on the school? <laughs> the no, but what I what I Is will say, no, 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 no. The school had started before I got back. I know, with this, I'm, you I'm, know. I'm, I'm no, joking. but but what I can tell you that I it did not it did not go for granted at any given point that that commitment to finishing my degree got me through a lot of those rough times because I didn't have time to sit there and wallow. It was like you Good. just got to do it. You just got to do it. And um, again, the company that I'm at, they were very, very graceful with, you know, hey, if you need a little time off, they were just, they were mm-hmm. generous with with knowing 
I'm a human being and I'm walking through something tough. And I tried really hard not to bring it to work. And I think I did a pretty good job. There was a couple of odd weeks that like, I swear I did the weirdest stuff. Like, I think I... I, tell yeah, me, tell just, me. <laughs> oh, like, you know, when you send an email to someone with a password protected document, like I would send it with the attachment and I put the password in the same email. Like I just wouldn't even think okay, about yeah, like, like a disconnect. Just, yeah. Just like little silly things. And yeah, there's some other weird stuff. No, I can't think of anything right this second, but like, I know but that. It's a it sign was, of stress. I mean, Alex, it was a sign it's, of it's stress. a sign of stress, right? And we all, yeah. you know what, you're, you're not a robot. And even though you handled that so beautifully because it was a very short marriage, right? I mean, mm-hmm. things, you know, became clear to you yeah. very, very I'm, early. It was and, a blessing and you, it happened so quick, yeah. No, yeah, it, you know, and what's really cool is that, you know, you recognized it and you did something about it because mm-hmm. a lot of us are more reluctant and we, we give it, uh, you know, our best try and it goes way past its expiration date. Yeah. I mean, way past it, right? So you, you said this isn't, this really isn't working. And so you collectively decided and, you know, you have a community of friends here and we all just said, okay, we got you. you. Guys got and me I know it. like in the beginning you were somewhat like, you know, even embarrassed. You're saying, wow, do I look like a failure? I just did this and now I'm undoing it. And it yes. wasn't a flip decision, you know, no, I mean, I supported that decision from, from second one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're, you know, dating within yeah. your league or married within your league because um, you. you are incredibly special and you deserve somebody as special. And I didn't so, see that happening for you. Yeah, he is definitely out there. So what what is that what is that looking like for you? I mean, you know, so here mm. you are. You're in this great job. They're totally investing their their money and resources and time in you. They see mm-hmm. like what you are and all that you're continue to become for them, which is really mm-hmm. cool. You just got your masters. You're talking about also getting certified in coaching. You know, I'm doing mm-hmm. that because that is complementary to a lot of yeah. careers and definitely the one you're doing as you, you know, navigate family relationships. I'd say, yeah. hmm, this would be a bonus. Definitely. You know, so like, what does this look like for you right now? You're you're thinking about dating again? I mean, it's been a year, right? Are we, we're at a yeah. year, I think. Fourth of July. That'll be my real okay. Independence Day. Oh, well, we're going to be my fireworks. one year. Okay. I love that at Fourth of July. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to take a year off. I think um, it's been incredible for me because, and I mm-hmm. have no regrets with that marriage at all because I learned so much about myself and I also can look back and I can truly believe that like I will make a good wife to the right person. I think that Mm -hmm. I am, I am a compassionate person. I do care about others probably to a point where I've been called a people pleaser on a frequent Mm -hmm. basis. And I think I lost myself because I didn't know who I was. And I feel like through that breakup and through working full time, still doing some charity stuff, finishing school and taking these couple of classes in trust and estate planning, which. Is that what I you're mean, undergoing right now? You're, are, you, are you taking? So right now I'm between classes. The license that I'm looking to get is, well, it's a certification. It's um, CTFA. So it's a certified trust and estate advisor. CTFA, certified <laughs> trust and financial advisor. All, all those acronyms, I know to keep up with it. But there's like know, a, yeah, there's, there's so many. So you're, you're just, you, you continue to do a deeper dive in, into. I need to. And the thing is, is that I needed to. But I didn't want to. I did it because I had to. 
And now I want to. This is, you know what? Okay. That lesson alone serves us in so many areas of our life, right? I mean, I've, t- mm-hmm. I've heard people say, oh, well, just act as if you want to go to the gym. Okay. And like, and don't even yeah. like look for the moment of motivation. Like that will come when it, it becomes comes. your new rhythm. Right. And so, yeah. And so that discipline or that way of living is just so important because it spills over to everything else. And then you just it say, ha, huh. because you know what this reminds me of, Alex? This reminds me of when we come to terms, and this happens to me all the time, I'm like, I know nothing about myself, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, And I love it because I embrace it that I have a hunger to learn more about me, totally. you know? So that's awesome that that's happening. You do it until you want to, and then you're like, yeah. And and then, you know, now, now, now you're just, you're unleashed, okay? You're looking to take every class, everything. You're really, yes. And you know what? And you're able to invest in yourself, you know, because you are, you know, you're, you're living for yourself right now. I basically, I was 40 when I figured out what my career path was going to be. So I got to catch up. You know, you know listen, I'm not gonna, sister, I'm not you know, don't even talk to me, okay? I mean, I, I, no, on, I, got, I have a lot of goals now. I never had goals before. But, but I you should never, you sh- I don't even want to talk about the birthdays that are coming up for me in the near future. But the fact is, is that you, what you're going to see is that there is nothing that is, that even has to be calendar related, right? Now, yeah. I've been in the same business for a couple of decades, and I continue to be in that. But now mm-hmm. I'm exploring other stuff. I mean, here I am doing a podcast. I That's don't know what true. I'm you're, doing. You're reinventing. I, well, I, I, have a po- I have a shower curtain behind me. I'm talking from my bedroom. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know what's going on. But, you know, I thought this would be cool to do. I'm scared. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, I have... Like when, when something makes me like uncomfortable, but I want to mm-hmm. do it, I'm all about you. You just, you, you walk the walk, you talk this talk. So you have to do it, you know, just pursue yeah. it and you'll Enjoy. figure it the heck out. I mean, this, this show is still evolving. I don't, you know, I, it's, yeah. it's remaining true to its purpose, which is I want to have conversations with other women who inspire. I want to hear inspiring stories. You know, it's not always going to be pretty. But mm-hmm. we don't get to, you know, we don't no, get to where we, we need to... to be without going through those challenges, right? Yeah. No, and it's so true. you have done that with such grace and you are so important in my life. I mean, you really are like, um, you're just a bright light, but you are that to a lot of people, okay? But you always, you haven't had all the bright moments all the time and, and none of us really have. You know, of course. talk to me, to, like, let's be honest for a second. What does that feel like? Because, you know, that's a hard reputation. I don't know that I want to call it a reputation, but expectation, okay? Where people know Alex R as like the bubbly one, the social one. She's going to put on the party. She's going to put it together because she's all about, you're, you give to people. And when I say the party, it, it, these these are very wholesome parties that we're attending, right? We're yeah, not, this, these aren't the crazy they're things. They're all over the but board, you, yeah. But your attention to detail and um, you really give everything your all. But how about when you don't feel like it? Do you ever feel pressure to be what people expect you to be because you have such a you know beautiful reta- you know reputation well, along those lines? It's hard. Thank you for all those compliments. Oh my gosh. Um, well, it's true. I, I can tell you that it's cool sitting here. I'm just like so much joy in my heart. And I it's because of the people that I've surrounded myself with. I think, yeah. you know, you are the company you keep. And Yo, my friends amen. are so important to me. And I don't really think of it as an expectation. And I think that naturally my 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 state is just, I, yeah, that bubbly. I like being positive. It comes natural. I love just having fun. I love seeing other people have fun. That's what live, gives me true joy, right? But what has been so cool is because of the relationships that I've built with women like you, and this has happened between you and I in the past, and you know some of the other women in my life, I get praise from you guys 
when I open up and I show my vulnerability and I tell you that I'm hurting mm. and you make me feel so safe that it's okay. I don't feel like I'm disappointing anyone. You commend me for being honest. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing in the past few years for me, like in kind of changing career paths and everything has just been that honesty. And it's weird. I don't feel like it's an expectation because it's something I enjoy. And it's, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, you know, people say, well, if you're doing what you, what is it? If you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And like, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's I mean, work. You know, Come on, <laughs> let's go. But like, it's true. Cause talking about like with event planning, I think I will always do that on the side. I don't think I'll go back into doing that as a paid thing. I, mm-hmm. I love that I'm in the position that I get to help do a fundraiser this year on the side for a friend that has a cause that I think is a beautiful reason to help raise money so they can go do good work. But I've got my full-time job and I've got my career going on over here. But like that feeds my soul, you know? So when you talk about an expectation of me kind of bringing a party together or whatever it is, that's just my natural. I'm in more about being bubbly because you're you're known, you know, you have a beautiful smile and your dimples and, and you know, um, but I, I love that you're reminding me how special it is that when you get very vulnerable and real that we all, you know, we surround you. You do. And and that safety allows That's me. That's a two-way street. That's a two-way street. Oh, good. I love that yeah. because I would do anything for you. And I, gosh, I believe in everything that you're doing. It's cool. You're so, you're talking about inspiring. I mean, I love it. You know, it's your Yeah, even at my that's... age, Alex R. Okay. Because I'm not 40 anymore. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, All right. You know, you know what's serious? <laughs> you know what's really, <laughs> no, but you know what's really funny? When I look at the timeline of my life, it always seemed like as I was about to enter a new decade, like, okay, so I'm, I'm 58, right? I'll be 59 this August. And so 60s next year, right? So, but, but like when I was like, what was happening to me at like age 19, age 29, age 39, yeah. age 49, age now, like I'm going to be 59, right? There's always some like big pivot, but in a big, beautiful way. And it was mm-hmm. like always before those birthdays, I worried. Like I can remember being as young as 19 and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be 20. I'm going to be so old, right? And then like 29 into 30, 39 into 40. But I don't even look at that now. I'm like, oh, here it comes. And I'm yeah. just excited to see what happens when I start hitting around 69, because really it just gets better as long as I continue to really be truthful and honest and authentic to myself. It starts with myself. I'm not going to negotiate my values anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a hard worker. I don't need to prove that, but I'm not going to, you know, not do things that actually bring me joy and purpose, you know, and yeah. um, elevating other women is is a passion of mine. It just, it just is. No, I think you nailed it with the honesty. I think that opens up a whole world, you know, where if you're yeah. being honest, you're not going to be doing something you don't enjoy because you're being honest with yourself. Like that doesn't fulfill me. That doesn't, I'm not going to be doing the best job if it's not something that I'm enjoying doing. And so it's just ironic to hear myself say that because it's like work has always been work. I've never, you know, it's like what you need to do to pay the bills, but I truly enjoy going to work every day. I also enjoy when I have an event planned that I get to do on a weekend that I know I'm looking forward to, but I got to be honest. I mean, that community that we started talking about at the beginning, you know, like it is that fellowship, that community and that, that Mm -hmm. connection that's kind of at the core of all of it. And like with that, you know, 
you guys keep me honest. You show me how to do it. There's a great group of people out here. That's why, you know, yeah. this is home. And I mean, I have a lot of family on the East Coast and friends, and I can't even consider leaving. And, you know, again, I can't thank you enough because you are- you. Yeah. Well, you do follow all your, but you were, you were an impetus. You were such as, I mean, you really helped John and I um, just kind of get in the herd, you know, and meet so many great people. And it it really started like us, you know, feeling like this was home. I mean, you know, because family, you are family. um, Yeah. It's a big deal. And um, I did, you know, and then of course you travel a lot because then, oh my gosh, it's so sad when some of our friends actually leave (sighs) the state of California, but that doesn't stop you, Alex. Are you're always on a plane. You're going to Texas to visit Bridget. You're hanging out. No, I know. So <laughs> when you love to travel and you love to explore, you love to explore. I, probably, mm. I mean, we're running out of time, but I just want you know what you know what came into my head. I remember you and Alex, your Siamese twin, that got you the Alex R part because I couldn't like you know Alex H, Alex R, and um, uh-huh. and you rented like I, what did you I went a bagel or some sort, and you were like going around. I mean, you're crazy, but crazy fun. I couldn't believe you guys did that. How big was that? Uh, it was that, only 27 feet. It wasn't well, only, like I can't even drive John's car, his truck. So yeah, it, we went up to Jackson Hole. And yeah. Was, so well, that was really cool. So again, with the friendship you feel safe with, you feel, you know, like, hey, what's on your bucket list? So we made a commitment to each other for a couple of years. Every quarter, we were going to knock something off of our bucket list. I love bucket lists. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and doing an RV trip was one of them. And then going horseback riding and then learning how to ski. And then we did so many cool things together. That trip was awesome. And I don't um, know. I, I'll, I've skied and I've horseback ride, but I, I don't know that I could be in an RV and drive it. I mean, I, I just can't even believe they allow people to do that. You know, bucket list. Yeah. So I was, I had committed, um, loosely committed. I was supposed to go skydiving next month in July <laughs> with my, yeah, with two of my sons. The other, okay, so I have four kids, as you know. What? Two yeah. wanted to go and the other two didn't. Now, you're talking to a person that was like deathly afraid of heights all her life, right? But no, I, I'm down with it because this is what happens when we're like happy in our lives and we're thriving and we just want more. Yeah. We kind of push the envelope, but in a fun, playful, you know, purposeful mm-hmm. way. And yeah. um, so they were, yeah, this was being planned as we speak. And I broke my toe uh, two weeks ago. I'm actually very happy now knowing that's going to stop you from. Yeah, no, well, but it's just going to delay it, sister. I'm still doing it. I couldn't convince John to do it. You know what? Just the idea of being that nervous and being in that plane and, and seeing like with my kids, like, I mean, you know what? These are the moments that life is made of, yeah. but I'm going to have to delay it because the doctor says that the the toe is not going to be healed for a couple of months. And I, I'm still not wearing shoes, so I, I can't get it on my left foot. Yeah. But that's for another day. Tell me, tell me, <laughs> let me, let me wrap this up, right? I want to know what's next for you. Okay. So I know the direction you're going professionally. Where, mm-hmm. Where's the next place you're going to be traveling or you want to travel and, oh. you know, um, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? Give us some good ideas. Oh gosh. Well, I, I definitely in the next year, want to I've, I've never been to Greece. So I, mm. I love Europe. I still have that family in Italy from my grandmother's side. Oh, wow. They have a, yeah, they have a couple of restaurants yeah. on the island of Capri. And uh, I love going back there at least every five years. So this is the year I'm due. Um, okay. But that being that far over there, I kind of want to do a cruise. I've never been like a real cruise person, but I realized I want to go to so many different spots and I don't want to waste the time traveling. So a cruise might be a cool way to explore somewhere I've never gone before. You know, you know what I think has to happen. I think some one of your friends has to get married and it's on a cruise because you're you're marrying people too. We didn't even talk. That's what you were doing today. How did we not touch on this? You were so busy today, and I, I had my makeup oh my gosh. done. And- <laughs> no, well, you look so well. You always look so great. You 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 married our friends today. 
and you've married other friends. And this is like another thing that you're doing that people don't just regularly do. I mean, it's so amazing. To get to be a part of a day that is so special between two people, like, I think that's just selfish on my end. I do it for me. Like, I get to be a part of a day that they're going to remember forever. I will say that I've done, I've done it for three friends now. And the first one, which was for like, my soul sister, my best friend yes, ever. Yeah. That was by far, that was the most special day of my life. The feelings, I don't know that I'll ever have anything as incredible as getting to see these two people that I just, they make each other better people, you know? And like, yeah. it's like me seeing you and John, before, if you hadn't been married and like saying, hey, we're going to do this. I would probably then have the same feelings. Well, well we're going to do it for our 10th, so you will get a chance to do it. We're going to do it Yay! for our 10th. But so that was Bridget. And then who was the second person that you married? Oh, oh, that was a friend on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. we met We met at, this is too funny, we met at a retreat that was called Pivot. So how's that ah! for Pivot? <laughs> we randomly met up in San Francisco. That was Sarah, and she's one of the most incredible women. She's like my... She's my spirit animal. I don't know how she, I don't think she sleeps, but oh, she got so married cool. down in yeah. uh, in Cancun. And so she didn't tell me till I got there, which was kind of. That you were marrying her? You didn't even know you were the <laughs> officiant like until then? a real wedding. That was a legit wedding. Bridget's wedding was six of us at um, mm-hmm. Yellowstone National the, Park. The I pictures think, of that are just beyond beautiful that I've incredible. seen them. They're so spectacular. So, and then the third one was today, right? You married there Shelby. Today and Shelby and Dawn. Yay. Yeah, right? Yeah. All three couples are just, it's such a beautiful thing because I love the love that they have. And it's yeah. funny because after my divorce last year, Shelby had just gotten engaged. And I remember she was so hesitant on telling me because she felt bad since I had just gone through this divorce. And like, I'm so grateful that my heart does rest in positivity because I, gosh, the idea of love just makes me, I just, I'm I'm realizing how much more genuine it really is. It's not just storybook romance, fairy tale, you know, Mm -hmm. it's real. And like getting to see these real relationships show me that it is out there. It 100% exists. And I've gotten to marry three couples that have it, you know? Well, I think that, you know, God continues to show you evidence of that. Yeah. And we're both very spiritual women and we actually yeah. go to the same church and we love it. Go yes, Mariners. But go um, Mariners. <laughs> yeah. So I, I you know, it's it's so cool you do it. It really differentiates you. I don't have any other friends who are marrying people. Um, you know, and uh and you know, again, you stepped up and into that role because, you know, somebody recognized how special you are and wanted you to be, you know, m- pivotal in, in their ceremony. And so it was Bridget, I think, that brought that to your attention. And now you're actually yeah. doing it, doing it. So yeah, um, thank fun. you so much for coming on today. I'm giving you this last minute notice. You were officiating a wedding and, and, and now I'll, we'll both be at the party tomorrow celebrating yeah. that. You, you probably decorated for that. I don't know. There's going to no, be something I, about I, Alex R that's on there. There's not. There's not. I'm just growing up. I don't even know. I'll not. see something that resembles you on there, but, um, but that's great. But you know what? Um, you are a woman of connection, courage, resilience, curiosity. I mean, all the good stuff that makes us WTF yeah. women, you know, just really rock on. And um, yeah, yeah. All right. Do it without you. (laughs) Right back at you. Right back at you. Love you, Alex R. I love you too. Before you go, I really want to thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate you. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review Unscripted Pivots on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more listeners just like yourself. 
And remember to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes released every Wednesday morning. I have more great content and stories from WTF women coming your way. Until then, 